Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about menopause. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash menopause or in the gynecology section of the Zero to Finals OBS and Gyne book. So let's get straight into it. Menopause is a retrospective diagnosis made after a woman has had no periods for 12 months. It's defined as a permanent end to menstruation. On average, women experience menopause around the age of 51 years, although this can vary significantly. Menopause is a normal process affecting all women who reach a suitable age. There are some key definitions to be aware of. Menopause is the point at which menstruation stops. Postmenopause describes the period from 12 months after the final menstrual period onwards. Perimenopause refers to the time around the menopause, where the woman may be experiencing vasomotor symptoms and irregular periods. Perimenopause includes the time leading up to the last menstrual period and the 12 months afterwards. This is typically in women older than 45 years. Premature menopause is menopause before the age of 40 years. And this is the result of premature ovarian insufficiency. Menopause is caused by a lack of ovarian follicular function, resulting in changes to the sex hormones associated with a menstrual cycle. Oestrogen and progesterone levels are low, and LH and FSH levels are high in response to absence of negative feedback from oestrogen. Let's talk about the physiology. Inside the ovaries, the process of primordial follicles maturing into primary and secondary follicles is always occurring independent of the menstrual cycle. At the start of the menstrual cycle, FSH stimulates further development of the secondary follicles, and as the follicles grow, the granulosa cells that surround them secrete increasing amounts of oestrogen. The process of menopause begins with a decline in the development of ovarian follicles. Without the growth of follicles, there is reduced production of oestrogen. Oestrogen has a negative feedback effect on the pituitary gland, suppressing the quantity of LH and FSH that's produced. As the level of oestrogen falls in the perimenopausal period, there is an absence of negative feedback on the pituitary gland and therefore there's increasing amounts of LH and FSH, which are the gonadotropins. The failing follicular development means that ovulation does not occur. This is called anovulation. And this results in irregular menstrual cycles. Without oestrogen, the endometrium does not develop, leading to a lack of menstruation, which we call amenorrhea. Lower levels of oestrogen also cause the perimenopausal symptoms. So let's talk more about the perimenopausal symptoms. A lack of oestrogen in the perimenopausal period leads to symptoms of hot flushes, emotional lability or low mood, premenstrual syndrome, irregular periods, joint pains, heavier or lighter periods, vaginal dryness and atrophy, and reduced libido. There are a few risks associated with a lack of oestrogen. And this increases the risk of conditions such as cardiovascular disease and stroke, osteoporosis, 
pelvic organ prolapse, and urinary incontinence. Let's talk about a diagnosis of menopause. A diagnosis of perimenopause and menopause can be made in women over 45 years with typical symptoms without needing to perform any investigations. The NICE guidelines from 2015 recommend considering an FSH blood test to help with the diagnosis in women that are under 40 years with suspected premature menopause or women that are aged 40 to 45 years with menopausal symptoms or a change in the menstrual cycle. Let's talk about contraception. Fertility gradually declines after 40 years of age. However, women should still consider themselves to be fertile. Pregnancy after 40 is associated with increased risks and complications, and women need to use effective contraception for two years after the last menstrual period if they're under 50 or one year after the last menstrual period if they're over 50. Hormonal contraceptives do not affect the menopause, when it occurs or how long it lasts, although they may suppress and mask the symptoms. This can make establishing a diagnosis of menopause in women on hormonal contraception difficult. Good contraceptive options, which are UK MEC 1, meaning there's no restrictions to use, for women that are approaching the menopause are barrier contraception, Mirena or copper coils, progestogen only pills, progestogen implants, progestogen depot injections, if the woman's under 45, and also sterilisation procedures. The combined contraceptive pill is a UK MEC 2, meaning that the advantages generally outweigh the risks after age 40, and it can be used up to age 50 if there are no other contraindications. Particularly consider combined oral contraceptive pills containing norethisterone or levonorgestrel in women aged over 40 because these have a relatively lower risk of venous thromboembolism compared with other options for the combined contraceptive pill. A Tom tip for you, it's worth making a note and remembering two key side effects of the progestogen depot injection or the depot provera injection. And these are weight gain and reduced bone mineral density or osteoporosis. These side effects are unique to the depot injection and do not occur with other forms of contraception. Reduced bone mineral density makes the depot injection unsuitable for women over 45 years of age because of the risk of osteoporosis. Finally, let's talk about the management of perimenopausal symptoms. The vasomotor symptoms of the perimenopausal period are likely to resolve after two to five years without any treatment. Management of symptoms depends on the severity, the personal circumstances and the response to treatment. And options for managing these symptoms are to use no treatment, hormone replacement therapy or HRT, Tibolone, which is a synthetic steroid hormone that acts similar to continuous combined hormone replacement therapy, which is only suitable 12 months after they've had their last period. Clonidine, which acts as an agonist of alpha-adrenergic and imidazoline receptors, 
Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, or CBT, SSRI antidepressants such as fluoxetine or citalopram. Testosterone can be used to treat reduced libido, usually as a gel or a cream. Vaginal oestrogen cream or tablets can be used to help with vaginal dryness and vaginal atrophy. And this can be used alongside systemic HRT as well. And also vaginal moisturisers such as Silk, Replens and Yes. So thanks for listening to this episode on menopause. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode, which will be on premature ovarian insufficiency.